All right, with everything said and done, and we're ready to move into God's Word. Exodus chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. And there went a man of the house of Levi, and took to a wife the daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare a son. And when she saw him, that he was a godly child, she hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, and daubed it with slime and with pitch, and put the child therein, and she laid it in the flags by the river's bank. And this sister stood afar off, to wit would be done with him. And the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river, and her maidens walked along by the river's bank, the river's side. And when she saw the ark among the flags, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. And said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages. And the woman took the child and nursed it. And the child grew, and she brought him into Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. And she called his name Moses. And she said, Because I drew him out of the water. Now as we open this morning, I want to ask you a question. Do you know why Moses had to be put in a basket and had to be put in the river? He was the firstborn son. That's part of it. Does anyone have anything to add to that? Hmm? To what? To save his life at that time. That's another part of it. Now here is why. Here is why he had to have his life saved because he was the firstborn. Pharaoh in Egypt, this was a Pharaoh that had just taken over, the king of Egypt. He did not recognize the history of the Hebrews as being in Egypt. He didn't recognize any of that. The previous kings had all recognized it and they didn't fear the Hebrews. This king did. He was afraid of them. They were a large group of people. They were a great, a large millions of them were in Egypt. And they were afraid that they would try to overthrow the government. This Pharaoh was. So he put out a decree. Every firstborn male that was born of the Hebrews had to be killed. Didn't matter. It didn't matter if it, if it was the firstborn, the oldest male of the Hebrew population, and if it was two years or younger, it had to be killed. So the soldiers, the Pharaoh's soldiers, started going through the Hebrew camp and they started killing children. Moses' mother had just had him. Now, being a father, I remember when our children came home from the hospital, the infants, they would cry and they would be at, but their cry for the, for a while, while you would hear it as a parent, it still wasn't a very strong, very loud carrying cry or noises or things like that. But notice now Moses had gotten to three months old. 
Now, we, at the beginning at about three months, when a child wants something, a child will scream, they will laugh, they will cackle, they will make all kinds of cooing noises, they will do all of these things. Moses' mother said, I got to do something with this child or they'll hear him and they'll come kill him. So she made a basket and she lined it with pitch and slime, which is another way of saying she waterproofed it. She wrapped him up in the clothes and she put him in there, put him in that basket and she put him in the river and pushed him down the river. She felt, she felt like he had a better chance of surviving that way than by trying to keep him hid from the Pharaoh and his Egyptian soldiers. I want to use Moses' mother as an illustration this morning for the message. One that I hope will give you some encouragement as you go about your daily lives, your work as mothers or helping with, with mothers and, and doing things with children. Three things I want you to see about Moses and Moses' mother in this passage. First of all, Moses' mother was faithful. Now it takes a faithful mother to give birth to a child knowing that there's a decree that it's going life. If it's a boy, its life is going to be taken. It's going to be killed. And to still have faith in God that he's going to do something to save that child. Well, she did. And at three months, she had this idea about the basket. She put him in there. And by faith, she put him in that river. And by faith, she sent him down that river knowing that God had control of his life. Now, when we raise our children, we do the very best that we can with the resources and the situations that we have got. And as we raise our children, they come to a point in time in life where they're going to be faced with all kinds of circumstances and situations, and they're going to have to make decisions. Sometimes they make good decisions and sometimes they make bad decisions. But when we send them out, we send them out by faith. By faith in God that we have done what we can do with what we have and the rest of it is up to them and God and we trust God to have a moving in their heart and in their life that will help them make good decisions for the right reasons. We love our children. And we do these things for, we do these things for our children. We have faith in God that He's going to take care of them. That's what Moses' mom had. She didn't know what was going to happen to Moses. As a matter of fact, she has no idea what happened to him until his sister, the big sister, the big sister was walking around on the bank Watching through the, watching through the bulrushes and the weeds, watching that little basket float down the river. She was going to see what happened to her little brother. Well then when Pharaoh's daughter found her, here come, here come big sister. Said it's a, it's a Hebrew baby. 
the Egyptians couldn't do anything with and couldn't nurse the Hebrew babies. They couldn't, it was against the law for them to do it. But what they could do is they could go and they could go back to the Hebrew camp and they could get a woman from the Hebrew camp to come and be the caretaker for that baby. That was what Big Sister suggested. Pharaoh's daughter said, that's a good idea. So guess who she went back and got? She went back and got Moses' mother to be his caretaker. So now, now mama gets to go take care of her baby and raise her baby, even though legally it will be Pharaoh's daughter's son and not hers. And she can't never say anything about that. So she has to have faith in God that whatever it is that he's exposed to under the Egyptians, God will take care of her son. So worth it. So worth it. Because when we read the whole story about Moses and we see what God had done, and when we move in to the next, to the next passage, beginning in verse 11, if you read through there, you will see now Moses is a grown man. He goes from being a three-month-old to a grown man. And he is walking through the city and he sees an Egyptian beating up a Hebrew for no reason at all. And he attacks the Egyptian and he kills the Egyptian and buries him in the sand. Well, Moses' own people by that time didn't really know him as a Hebrew. So the next day they told on him. They told on him because they was trying to get a little bit of extra food or whatever it was from the Egyptians. Well, he got exiled. That was all in God's plan, though. We think that's horrible, but that was all in God's plan. Now, Moses' life, if you'll read that book of Exodus, you'll see is divided into three 40-year spans. The first 40 years he spent in Egypt. The second 40 years he spent in the in the uh, uh, in, in the camp of Midian, learning how to be a shepherd, and the last forty years he went, he spent leading Israel through the Exodus out of Egypt and into and close to the Promised Land. God's divine purpose for Moses. It all comes back to the prayers of his mama. It all comes back to the love of his mama, turning him loose and by faith turning him over to God. Well, not only was Moses' mother faithful, she was fearless. It takes a brave mother to make decisions like that. It takes a brave mother to look beyond herself and make decisions that are in the best interest of her child. And then, and faith, trust God to act and move those through. She was fearless. Some of you have fearless stories about your acts and about what's happened in your lives. And I commend you for those. I lift you up in prayer daily for those because God will bless them. Turn those children over to God and let Him have His way in their life. You will be amazed at what God will do in that child's life and how it will come back to you. That's the fearlessness of a mother. The Bible is full of tales of fearless mothers. 
mothers who gave their children up for God to have his way with them. King Solomon, in all of his wisdom, he there was a child, two women, two women were carrying children. Both of them delivered at the same time. One of those children died. Natural causes. The other woman was so heartbroken, she laid claim to the other to the living child or when it when it passed. So here you had two women claiming to be the mother of this baby. Now, in that day, there were no DNA tests. In that day, there was nothing to prove anything. It was two women who said, this is my baby. And the king knew by the testimony that both of them were expecting. So the king grabbed the baby by the leg and held it up and took his sword. And he said, I will half this baby and I will give half of it to each of you. The mother screamed and said, No, 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 king. I had rather her have the baby and know that it was raised and it is loved and it is taken care of than I had see its life taken. And the king says, Give her that child. It takes the love of a mother to make that kind of sacrifice. That's one fearless the story of a fearless mother out of the Bible, it's full of them. Mothers, I applaud you for your fearlessness and the way that you're, in the circumstances you're faced with your children and the decisions that you have to make regarding your children. I admire you. Military leaders around the world are put upon pedestals for making good decisions for military. They don't do anything compared to the decisions that a mother makes fearlessly in the raising of her children. I applaud you for that. God honors those fearless decisions. God honors them and he honors them when done in a faithful spirit of trusting him. The last thing I want to show you about Moses' mother this morning was that she was persistent. Whatever she was faced with, Moses' mother did not give up. Moses' mother could have, Moses' mother honestly could have taken her own child and killed it and said, I had rather take my child's life than let Pharaoh do it. Moses' mother could have made many, many choices during that time about what was going on. But she was persistent in having this child and she was persistent in seeing that this child would have an opportunity to live and she was persistent to see that God would have an opportunity to move in this child's life and that he would come to him and that he could, be, and he, he could serve God. I want to encourage you this morning to be persistent. As, as a father, right, having adult children now, I remember times when I, my children, they, they tested me. And I wondered what was going to happen in their lives because they were literally just turning into adulthood and they were making some bad decisions. 
and I can't stop it. They're no longer under my control. They're no longer under my care. I can't stop them. So I understand a little bit about what it is to be persistent as a parent, but I have no understanding and no feeling of what it is to be persistent as a mother toward that life that you carried, that life that you delivered into this world. And I want to encourage you today to follow that persistence. There will be challenges and there will be struggles as some of you already know. And they're not going to get any easier necessarily as children get older. But being persistent in their care, being persistent and keeping them in front of Jesus, in front of God's Word, keeping them persistent in a godly life for you, keeping them persistent and doing the right thing for the right reason. It all makes a difference. The book of Proverbs says, Raise up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is so true. I'm a living testimony of that. As a teenager myself, I was rebellious to say the least. Myself and the fellows that I ran around with, we had parents and uh, and all kinds of people that were telling us, you don't need to be doing that. You need to be doing this. You're going to get into trouble. You're going to have problems. You're going to do. You're going to. And we went on and we thought we had everything figured out. But as we learned otherwise, we saw that what they told us was true. And we turned and we came back to what our teaching was. Let me encourage you this morning. Be persistent in the life of that child. Because they may, they may make a bad decision. They may go down a wrong road. But with the persistence of keeping God in front of that child, keeping salvation by grace through faith in Jesus in front of that child, the day will come you will see them make a turn and come back. Come back to the teachings that you lived out and talked to them in front of them. Mothers, you're special people today. This is not just a holiday. This is a special day of recognizing mothers. And I appreciate you. I appreciate my own mother. I'm fortunate she's still alive. I got to give spend some time with her yesterday in a family uh, a family dinner for her. And I love her dearly. The day will come when your children will look back at you and say, that's my mother. I love her dearly. You're special. Enjoy your day today. May God bless you in everything that you do. Bow with me as we close in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we close today's service, I thank you for everything that has been done today and everything that has been brought out about these mothers and to these mothers. Lord, I thank you for the role that these women play in your church and in Christianity. I want to lift them up for the battles that they are fighting. Heavenly Father, I pray that they will come to you and seek your guidance. Heavenly Father, if they don't know you as Lord and Savior, if they don't know your Son Jesus as their Lord and Savior, I pray that they would come to know him before it is eternally too late for them. God, I ask that you would build a hedge of protection about this building, about this facility, about those that are here, and about the children. God, there may be a Moses in this building. May we 
May we understand that. May we look to you, knowing that you are the one that we need to be faithful to, knowing that you are the one that's going to make these mothers fearless, and know that you are the one that's going to provide the strength and encouragement for their persistence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, moms and ladies, for every, for your time this morning. I hope you have a blessed day.